actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? And the, the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense. The sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. You remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. And try that's in December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck? Hello besties. Hi. Welcome to a brand new episode of what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? I have to tell you, I'm recording this in a state of shock. I've had a very, very traumatizing time. I, I can't, I'm actually real upset. Mm. <laughs> Here's the tea. Last night... I fell asleep watching a film because I was really tired. And that film was Chamber of Secrets, right? We out here cancelling JK Rowling for real because I woke up... See, when I fall asleep, I don't fall asleep for a long time. I don't know why that is. I woke up... Just at that scene in the forest with the spiders. I do not like them. Girl, waking up, seeing that across from me. Girl, I thought I'd woken up in hell. I was terrified. I... And I've seen some real shit. Like I've I've watched like every horror movie you can think of. Um I watched some real disturbing shit. And shit was harrowing. Girl. So anyways. Mm, we are cancelling Miss Joanne. That's happening. That's happened. Because what the mm, I mean who 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 even put something like that in children's content, Miss Thing? I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyways, no. So <laughs> maybe yelling about some politics is going to help me forget my troubles or the image that I saw. Cause God, God, I wasn't even this upset about the total scene and and cannibal holocaust. But I, I guess it's the context. You know, you don't expect that. You wake up from a little, like, micro-nap and then suddenly, oh my god, what is that? It's right there, it's looking at you, oh my god, it's talking, it's doing that weird, scary, creepy noise they do. Mm. Mm. If me and Mr. Andrew have beef before, we certainly do now. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. My napping problems aside... We have so much to talk about this week. I cannot stress this to you enough. It has been a wild week. Every time that I thought, oh, nothing else can happen, nothing crazy can happen, boom, more craziness, more ridiculousness. It is... Go. 
When I tell you this week has been wild. It has been wild. I mm, craziness, ridiculousness. Let's get into it. Little cheeky update from the party that was not a party. I'm coming to you from my kitchen because my god, I <laughs> let me get myself a drink, girl. I mm, I have successfully put up my Christmas tree, by the way. Um, anyway, where was I? Yes, party that was not a party. Um, oh, this is like ASMR for you here. If you like the sound of drinks being made. Um, so, there was this whole Christmas party situation. Let me just put you down here one second. I'm trying to do it gently. For the benefit of those wearing headphones. Um, so... There was this whole thing last week. It was a Christmas party that happened, apparently, at Downing Street on the 18th of December, while the rest of us were in lockdown. And the government is like, no rules are broken. Oh, sorry. I... <laughs> um, I've uh, got my advent calendar to open as well. Nice. Um... So the government's like, no, no, no rules are broken. No rules are broken. No party happened. We don't know. Shut up. Stop talking about it. So this week, as I record this segment on a Tuesday, sorry, I just had to let that go there in case some of you wanted to hear my coconut and Caribbean rum going into the glass I had already poured which contains iron brew. Now that sounds crazy, but it's actually a really nice drink. Anyway, what was I saying? Yes, so the government's all like, nah, 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 there was no party, we didn't break no rules, shut up, we weren't doing things in lockdown, leave us alone. So this week on Tuesday, ITV News. Ah, uh, they had the exclusive, they had the scoop, ladies. Oh my God. It did happen. This little fucking party did happen. You know how I know this? Because mm, the government, <laughs> the fucking government spokesperson, Boris Johnson's little spokesperson, Allegra Stratton, <laughs> she was filmed doing a little dress rehearsal of a press briefing, being asked by the Prime Minister's special advisor. Like, this, she was literally practising lying to journalists, girl. Rehearsing what she would do and how she would answer if she was asked about the party at Downing Street. <laughs> and for some reason, they decided... They decided to record this for some reason. And the video has now leaked thanks to the good people at ITV News. And I just have to say, really? Really? I mean, how dumb do they think that we are? How fucking dumb do they think that we are? Literally, <laughs> they video... Downing Street staff joking about this party, 
lying, practicing lying to journalists, getting ready for the press briefing and practicing the big lie. And then they film it. They were literally rehearsing how to lie about this party that apparently they're now telling us didn't happen. And they filmed it for some reason. I just... Look, if you are going to break the rules that you impose on the rest of the fucking UK, right? If you're going to be audacious enough to break the fucking rules, at the very least, do not record yourself preparing to lie to journalists about it. I I don't even know what to fucking say. Currently... As I'm recording this, the government have not fucking said a word. They are not talking about it. They don't want to talk. (laughs) They are not in the mood for a conversation. They are not looking for criticism right now. (laughs) They are being quiet little sheep or whatever. (laughs) I, uh, I will update you on what happens if something happens but I just girl Twitter is like half laughing half screaming about this I'm I'm kind of somewhere in the middle because <laughs> god let me open up my advent calendar because I am stressed I actually have two days to open currently because I forgot to do it yesterday because yesterday was Monday and I always fall asleep real early on Mondays because I stay up all night at weekends because I'm reckless and I, my mother is not here to stop me doing it. Um, oh, we got a little Christmas pudding. What we got for day seven? Ooh. I have a dairy milk advent calendar. I decided to go a bit vanilla this Christmas, you know. Oh, a little Christmas star. That's cute. Anyways, um, so <laughs> I'm recording this just like randomly Tuesday evening, but I will... I will pop back in to let you know what else happened about this situation because I'm sure we have not heard the fucking last of it. Um, It's a government of clowns, kids. You know the drill. You know the situation. Oh, my God. Quick update. Have a fucking listen to this. This has... Oh, my God. So... This is the government's response to the leaked video. There was no Christmas party. COVID rules have been followed at all times. I'm getting fucking Uber Eats and I'm going to bed. I can't. I can't. What the f- What the fuck? What? I cannot stress this enough. The British government thinks that you and me and every other person is a fucking idiot. That is what they think. That is why they're doing this. I tire of it my darlings because 
I'm pretty, but I'm not dumb. I, mm. There was no Christmas party. COVID rules have been followed at all times. Stop lying to me. Oh my God. Oh, besties. Oh, besties. My very own besties. It's the drama, Mick. I just love it. It's all kicked off. I... <laughs> I have to laugh. I have to laugh because... God. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. I cannot express to you how far things have escalated since I last recorded as you heard um earlier in the show there was um there was developments and uh <laughs> well things have um developed further this whole party situation has been absolute fucking madness. There is so much that has gone on. I, I don't even... Oh my God, I don't even know where to begin. Um. Right. Oh my god. So, where we left off last week, there was a party, but nobody really wanted to talk about it. The government were like, mm, I don't know. Um, so then, you know, there is slight admittance of a party, but not really. Then, of course... The video leaks, start of the week, as I, I just shared with you in the previous segment, video leaks of Downing Street staff preparing what they're going to say during a press conference. Now, it all kicks off from there, right? It kicks off further still, but we'll get there. So, after this video leaks, a scandal. Everybody's mad. Um, there was quite a bit of criticism of, of Keir Starmer because people thought that his, uh, his approach was a bit um, soft. He asked the Prime Minister to apologise. And, you know, I have to say... I don't want Boris Johnson to fucking apologise to me. I want him to resign. I, What's a fucking apology going to do for me? For real. Um, Ian Blackford of the SNP called for Boris Johnson to resign. Um, my fave, 
my icon, my unproblematic fave, beautiful legend, Mary Black also did. She was on the Twitter. She snapped. Okay, I cannot stress this enough. She fucking snapped. She did that. She she fucking understood the assignment, bitch. I was like, oh my God. This is iconic behavior. She, God. So first she tweets. And these were all like within like one half an hour period and I was living. So first she says, Stop asking for the Prime Minister to apologise. He needs to resign. Even Anton Deck can see that. Yes, bestie. Um, so, if you don't get the Anton Deck reference. <laughs> so, Anton Deck are TV presenters here in the UK. They used to be in a TV show as well, like a, like a kid's show, I think. And they used to host a show. Maybe they still do. I don't really watch TV that much. Um, called Saturday Night Takeaway, where it was like a... I don't really know what it was, but it was a thing they did on a Saturday or whatever. But they currently host a show called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Um, where basically they stick a bunch of celebrities in a jungle and like torture them or something. And then one of them wins and gets lots of coverage in Heat magazine. Um, I don't know if that's the official prize, but like that's what happens. Um, <laughs> um, but currently, obviously, because of COVID, they are not taking them to the jungle. They're putting them in a Welsh castle or something. Um, anyways, so Anton Deck, for the last week, have been dragging Boris Johnson on the fucking show. And I got, I saw it on Twitter and I was like, mm, well, okay, girl. All right. I can vibe with that. I can fucking vibe with that. Yes. Come on, PJ and Duncan. Yes. Let's get ready to rumble. It was a mood. It was a vibe. And the good thing is, is this is a show that's watched by like millions of people, according to the research that I did. And by that, I mean, I looked on its Wikipedia. So mm, that'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, so there she tweets. God, this is iconic. She's, she's, she's that girl. She really is that girl. I mm, live for her write my magnum opus about her oh what an icon she said how can any tory mp look their constituents in the eye after watching that video of downing street staff laughing at them yes girl yes icon behavior icon behavior i knew she was gonna be a twitter icon since like the very first day you, you know how when all her old tweets came out and everyone was like dragging her i was like no bitch she's an icon leave her alone i mean I'm just saying, I'm sorry, I'm in my fangirl era at the moment. We'll, we'll get somewhere else in a second. But I'm, I'm just, I just want to make a point here. Sometimes when you find people's old tweets, it's like racist shit or like really rapey stuff or like sexist stuff or homophobic stuff or whatever. Her, her, her old tweets were just fun. It was like, oh, she, she likes going out and having a drink. That's fun. That's relatable. Oh, she thinks maths is shit. That's fun. That's relatable. I live for her. So I even understand why people's trying to drag her. I mean, I'm pretty sure I do know. But, you know. <laughs> Anyways, she then tweets. 
she quote tweeted a post that said, as pressure mounts on government over Christmas party, Keir Starmer capitalises by sending a strongly worded email. And then she quote tweeted it and she said, He dropped the kind and only sent regards. She didn't come to fucking play. She came to drag. She came to drag bitches. And I was like, yes, drag them. Drag them, queen. Oh, my God. Living. Anyway. (laughs) I was about to say something really off topic, but... I'm going to say it. I, no, no. That doesn't need to be said. Anyway, um, so everybody's fucking dragging the government. Everybody's dragging the government. And as the week goes on, more and more dirt comes out. It's revealed that there had been three different parties in Downing Street. Even though Boris Johnson is, is literally standing there like, I didn't know these parties were happening, but I'm real mad just that you guys are. Well, someone's going to be punished. It won't be me. But I'm really mad about this, you guys. Oh, my God. What a disgrace. And I'm just like, bitch, these parties was happening where you live. How are you going to sit there and be like, I didn't know. I was present, but not involved. Like, bitch, what the fuck? What are you saying, bitch? Anyways, so he's acting all brand new. Like, he doesn't fucking know this shit was happening. And I'm like, um, that sounds fake, but okay. Um, (laughs) it's never revealed that there's even more parties. Literally, I think at last count, it was like seven different parties that were happening. And apparently Boris Johnson had no fucking idea that this was going on. Um, There was lots of stuff leaked about this whole situation. There was emails that were apparently sent out to everybody inviting them to this Christmas quiz that was happening. They could have teams. Uh, People were invited to do a secret Santa there was WhatsApp messages that were flying around talking about this party everyone was planning. So it clearly was not like a spontaneous thing that happened. It was clearly planned. Um, there was lots of calls for the police to investigate and the Metropolitan Police did what they always do, which is not do their jobs when it comes to protecting people that they need to protect let's be real i don't know what it is that the metropolitan police do besides harassing ethnic minorities and protecting the tories like what is it you do babe like mm, i'm just saying i'm just fucking saying it was also announced that there would be an inquiry into the whole christmas party situation um hmm But it was a very narrow inquiry because it's not really looking into a lot. And I think, and a lot of other people think, the reason for that is because Boris Johnson doesn't want all the parties investigated because that means he's going to get into trouble. We're going to get to that in a second. So, following on from the video that was leaked of... Downing Street spokesperson Allegra, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, Allegra Stratton. Did I get that right? Who cares, girl? 
I guess leaked. She then resigns. Okay. She resigns. She gives this statement to the press and she's crying. Um, it was... Uh, I mean, it was uncomfortable. And I mean... I have to say this. I think it's the right thing that she resigned. Although I don't know why everyone's walking around saying like, oh, she's so principled because she resigned. And it's like, this whole situation happened a year ago. Why is she just resigning now when she got found out? Like, come on. Um, But like, I have to say, it kind of makes me uncomfortable because she wasn't the only person in the room on that video. She wouldn't have been the only person involved. So it does kind of seem fucked up that she's the only one currently that is facing any kind of consequences for this mess. Um, I also feel like, you know, it probably would have been better if she had just sent the press like a written statement or something rather than like weeping in the middle of the street. That was a bit weird. I don't really understand why that decision was made. I mean, I'm... God, I cry all the time. So I know that sometimes you can't control it. But, like, if you felt that emotional and you thought maybe there was a chance you were going to cry, like, surely the more dignified thing to do would be to... I mean, you could send a Word document or, like, a notes app screenshot or whatever, girl. Like, you don't need to go out there and do that. Like... I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it was, it was a weird moment, a weird midweek moment. Um, so then it comes out, <laughs> God, that the Conservative Party had a party at its headquarters during December when we were all locked down in restrictions. Now, at this point, right, it's getting a bit fucking ridiculous because there's all these different parties being reported. There's people sort of admitting, yeah, okay, maybe this happened. And the police are still saying, oh, we're not going to investigate. Why are they not going to investigate? Well, I'll tell you. Their reason is that apparently <laughs> there was a lack of evidence. What? So so people admitting to it is is not evidence to you? I mean, the the parties that happen in Down Street specifically, there are literally police officers outside of Downing Street. Are you telling me that not one of them fucking noticed the party happening? Are you telling me that there's no CCTV in that place? Come on. Fucking lack of evidence. It's your job's to find evidence. You don't just say we're not going to investigate because of lack of evidence. You go out and you try and you find the evidence then if you can't, you'll say, okay, we're not going to, you know, pass this on to the prosecution service. You don't just straight up say, we're not going to look into this at all. Like, that's, that's mad. That's ridiculous. But I mean, you know, this is, this is the government after all. And, 
and and this is how the government is treated by the metropolitan police after all they are treated so softly that it is absurd and obscene um it is what it is maybe it will be something different in the future we don't know so amongst all this dominic cummings the uh <laughs> the former advisor to the prime minister and full-time weird attention seeker was doing weird attention seeky stuff on social media um he was posting lots and lots uh trying to talk about all the information he had i guess in the hopes that people would subscribe to his substack um he did talk about pictures of lockdown breaking that may leak we'll get to that in a second um it was also announced this week that downing street are cancelling their christmas party for this year because people are so outraged and i guess they think it's bad optics to have another party uh it was then see now we come to saturday evening now i i can't help but imagine boris johnson like sitting down saturday evening right maybe he's got like you know a bottle of wine a takeaway he's sitting down he's gonna put on a box set or something you know nice chill saturday night and then his phone just buzzes on like the arm of the sofa and he's like oh shit what what is this and he looks at it and it's just a bunch of panicked fucking WhatsApp messages from his staff. Like, it's all gone to shit, Boris. It's all gone to shit. Because it has all gone to shit on this Saturday night. And I'm going to tell you how and why. So, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally discuss the sun because it's disgusting. Um, and also my mum's family are from Liverpool, so it's like a banned newspaper in my house. Um, but they had a little exclusive that they wanted to share with us all. Apparently, Boris Johnson broke COVID rules last October by staying in a restaurant with his wife Carrie well past the 10pm curfew. He apparently went around circulating with other people without a mask and many customers made complaints about his behaviour. <laughs> I just... Does this man have no self-awareness or social skills? I... I'm sorry, but what the... What the, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's insane. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> the thought of customers complaining is really funny to me as well. Like, imagine, you know, just imagine you're sat in a restaurant, you're just trying to enjoy a nice night out. And then fucking Boris Johnson's just bobbing around the room, unmasked, just like twatting around the building. I'd, mm. 
wouldn't stand for it absolutely wouldn't stand for it i think the customers were completely right to complain um and i'm not shocked by this because this is this is the kind of man he is he has been showing us this forever this is who he is people will try and act like boris can be something different or is something different and he's not this is who boris johnson is this is the the truth the reality he is a spoiled entitled little man who thinks he can do what he fucking likes because he's never been told no in his life that's it that's that's the situation and he can dress it up and he can put a fucking posh accent on it or whatever and he can use a bunch of fancy words but he's still a spoiled little man baby that's who he is that's the tea and uh there was a a moment because there was a, a covid press briefing I'm going to get a bit more into that a little bit later in the show. What happened, what was said, what was done. But um, there was a, a question that was uh, it was asked by a, a, a journalist from the Daily Mirror. I am about to pronounce her name wrong. Do you know what? Hold up. No, I'm not going to pronounce her name wrong because... I'm about to pause recording so I can go and I can fucking look up how to say it properly because I am going to put some respect on this lady's name because she is an icon. I'll be right back. I'm back. I just went to the YouTube and I found, <laughs> I found a, a podcast she did so I could I could make sure I was pronouncing it correctly because like most of the time I don't even care about pronouncing people's names wrong but like I feel like she deserves proper respect so... Oh my god. Go on like this. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I literally Girl, we are at head empty situation because I just forgot. I'm not even joking, I'm actually being serious. This is this is my life. Hold up, hold up. Right, I've got a man here. He's going to tell me. Well, I'm delighted to say that uh, joining delighted. me on the Godcast today is Pippa Creera. Now, Pippa... Okay, she... I mean, this is the different podcast. Pippa Creera. There we go. I hope I got that right. See, the thing is, I find names really challenging because... Well, I, I don't know. I just do. And I get intimidated by it, by it, because I, I feel like people are going to think I'm thick, and I'm not. I just... Um, I have my challenges, you know. Anyway, all that aside, look, the point is, right, she is the journalist that just kicked all of this off. She initially reported on the party, the very first story, and she has been relentless. She will not let this go because she's a good journalist, right? So she was at the press briefing this week. She asked Boris Johnson a question and all the way through her speaking to ask her a question, he has stood there fucking shaking his head, mumbling like he's possessed or some shit. And I'm like, that's pathetic. Look at this man fucking throwing a fucking public tantrum because a journalist did her job. Wow. And this is what I'm talking about. He's a spoiled little bitch. Anyways, so she decided fuck it, I'm going to ruin this man's Saturday 
fucking night as well because she's an icon and we stand. Um, so she, <laughs> she had the exclusive girl. She had the exclusive. She had the tea. She had all the gossip. She had pictures. God, she had pictures. She had pictures. This is it. This is the tweet. Exclusive. Boris Johnson accused of personally breaking COVID laws by hosting a Christmas quiz in number 10 last year. And we've got pictures. She's got pictures. PM caught on screen sitting beneath portrait of Margaret Thatcher. I mean, Christ, imagine having a picture of Margaret Thatcher in your house. Who, who would do that? Who would do that? A sociopath, that's who. As he, <laughs> as he hosted a round of, of, of the quiz on December 15th last year. He was flanked by two members of top team, one wearing Santa hat, other draped in tinsel. At the time, the law banned mixing with other households for social reasons. The quiz was supposed to be virtual, but many staff, one source says around 70, stayed in number 10 after work instead. They huddled by computers, conferring on questions and knocking back fizz, wine and beer. Private office, policy unit and press office all had in-person teams. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I literally can't I can't I I can't this is crazy I mm. and you know what <laughs> I, th I think the Tories are done with Boris. I really, really do. Um, I think they've they've had all they can take. Um, I mean, they've they've got a much higher tolerance than me, I'll tell you that. But I just... I can, I can see Boris thinking he can front it out with the public. I really do 100% think he believes that and he thinks he can just style it out and it'll all be fine, and he can just make some, like, fake apology, um, put up some, like, bullshit inquiry that will never really have a proper resolution, and that he can just sort of Boris his way out of it, and it'll all be fine. Um, I, I think maybe there are some people that could work on, but I don't think there are many people that could work on. However, with the fact that the conservatives have a big majority i think boris thinks that doesn't matter and you know it'll be fine even if the public fucking hate me it doesn't matter because i'm still in government and i can turn it around by the end of the term we can get re-elected and it'll all be fabulous and i'll be the greatest prime minister ever and it's all gonna be fucking fine i think he does think that but i think what he's not counting on is his party because I think they're fucking sick of him. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was reported, obviously, you know, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor, is tired of Boris's antics. Um, throughout this week, it was really interesting to watch how visibly uncomfortable members of the Cabinet were with the whole situation. Um... 
you know, it seemed very obvious that they didn't really want to have to get involved with all of this. Um, it was, it, I just, <laughs> they clearly really didn't want to be a part of it, you know, because well, who would be? <laughs> Who would be okay with it? Um, the day after the video leaked, um, mysteriously, there was no cabinet ministers available to go on TV uh, on any of the news shows and, and talk about what had happened. Um, mysteriously, they were all really fucking busy, I guess. Um... <laughs> um Sajid Javid um, ended up on TV a bit later in the week and essentially said that the reason he hadn't been on TV the, you know, the day after the video came out was because he was upset about the video. He, he was personally upset to see it and he was upset about it happening. Um, so I think there is quite a bit of discomfort even from the cabinet, which is wild when you consider that essentially Boris Johnson's cabinet exists because of loyalty. It was, it was important to Boris Johnson that his cabinet was selected based on people who would be loyal to him and would do what he said and agree with him. He did not want a situation where people would turn against him. And that does seem to be happening. <laughs> um, there was a story reported uh, about a chairman of a conservative group who resigned live on BBC radio um, over the government's plan for tighter COVID restrictions, um, which was announced sort of in the wake of all this. Um And I, oh my God. <laughs> um, and, and this man, uh, his name is Charlie Sampson. Uh, he tweeted criticism of the whole party scandal. Uh, he was very upset about that. He said, if the same people making the rules, putting fear in our hearts and separating us from our families were so concerned, would they really be having a jolly up? Okay. Um so I I do feel people are tired of Boris Johnson within his own party. Um and so as I speak to you here on Saturday night my god there's a lot of uh, a lot of members of the Conservative Party that seem to be getting everything in order for when Boris Johnson goes. So it's kind of hard to see how he comes back from this. He might think he can, but I don't know if his party agrees with him. Because, yes, maybe he can style it out with the public. I still don't think he actually can. I think maybe he thinks he can, but he can't. Um, but he's still got to get it all past his party. If they tell him to go, 
they can they can back him into a corner. I mean, it might take a, a lot of work. It might take a while, but I think they could probably do that. Um, Pretty Patel is apparently considering uh, a run for party leader. Pretty Patel, the Home Secretary and a terrifying human being. Uh, so that will be horrible. Uh, Matt Hancock, the former health secretary and full-time scandal machine, um, has apparently been also talking about running for leadership. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't think we need another handsy prime minister that can't, you know, stop cheating on his wife. I think, I'm sorry, but I think we've moved past the need for that. Um, <laughs> I I just, I, I don't feel that that is something that we need, personally. Um, <laughs> oh my God, there's more and more coming out. My God. Um, according to... <laughs> I just love seeing the life of a terrible person fall apart. Um, apparently, uh, Boris Johnson could face a vote of no confidence if the Conservatives lose the by-election on Thursday that is planned. <laughs> we'll go a bit more into that a bit later as well. Um, oh my God. God. I... Uh, Hmm. I think it's uh, it's not going to be uh, a good week to be Boris Johnson because I mean look at it all look at it all and and you know I feel like he's still in this sort of delusional phase where he thinks it's all going to be fine I think he really does think that, which, which is sad, really. <laughs> it's it's a sad, sad state of affairs. Um, I guess we will see what has happened as time goes on. We will find out what the tea is, what the situation is. I'll keep you updated. Just popping in with the uh, Liberty. That's not the major. It's not the major. So the Jingle Bell Ball happened this weekend. It's a music event um, by Capital FM. They have lots of popular musicians there and things. Uh, but for some reason this year they booked Jesse Nelson. So that was strange. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, so Jesse Nelson was there, uh, seemingly not bothered about the recent controversies about blackfishing. If you don't know what blackfishing is, because I'm aware some people might not know, like, they don't know what it is. Um, basically it's when someone who is not black does things to try and emulate blackness, um, normally trying to pass as, like, mixed race. So, like, I'm mixed race myself, um... 
So basically be someone trying to look a bit kind of ethnically ambiguous, trying to look maybe a bit like someone like me, um, because they think it would make them look cooler. I find it a weird mix of infuriating and sad because, firstly, I find it sad because it's like, it is sad that, that white people don't appreciate their own you know their own beauty and their own coolness or whatever and they have to try and you know emulate somebody else's you know body and skin tone and stuff like that that's a bit weird to me um and it's sad because it's like oh you know love yourself why are you doing this um but also it's it's ang it makes me angry because you know, firstly, they get to wash it off. They get to wash off all the really excessive fake tan. You know, they get to go back to being who they were before. Um, you know, I don't. If someone comes up and calls me their N word, I, I, you know, I can't. I can't just step into the shower and and wash off the reason why they did that. Um, so that's kind of grim. Um. Anyway, so Jessie Nelson has been accused of that a lot because, well, she's doing it. Um, <laughs> she is working very hard to kind of, I, I don't even, I, I think she's trying to separate herself from Little Mix. She used to be in a band called Little Mix, um, which actually had a, a black member, uh, but I guess Jesse thought, no, that should have been me. Um, <laughs> she released a song recently with uh, Nicki Minaj, of course, enemy of Chris Whitty. Um, it was called Boys, and it was a whole song about how she apparently likes bad boys or something. Um, she was, girl, she was tanned to within an inch of her life. She looked... God, in some shots in that video, she looked darker than me. And she is a white person with two white parents. And I was like, God, what is this? <laughs> she was, you know, she was wearing wigs and stuff to make it look like she had, you know, kind of, you know, hair that is typical for black women. It was very cringe, girl. So anyway, everybody's mad at this girl because she keeps doing this. And every time she's called out, she's like, I, I don't know what you're saying. I, I'm not doing that. Oh my God, I have no idea what you're talking about. But then she just does it again. It was really cringe. Um, so she was performing at the Jingle Bell Ball. This is going somewhere, I promise. But do you know who turned up? Do you know who showed up? Do you know who was a guest? The former health secretary, Matt Hancock. He was there. He was there. I, I, I mean, I don't know why. I, I guess, look, I feel like he's going for a midlife crisis. This is a guy, he cheats on his wife. He runs off with his mistress. I, he's photographed and filmed doing real cringe stuff. I, I, and now he's showing up at an event for young people. I, I mean, goal. It really kind of screams... You know, divorced dad energy, very that. So he he goes to this event, and there was a clip that went viral of him. And you gotta understand why I was talking about Jesse Nelson. There was a clip that went viral of him 
leaving the event during her performance. <laughs> a rare moment of taste from Matt Hancock. I had to laugh. Um, but I mean, I, honestly, I'm kind of asking, why was he there? This is like an event for like young people. And you've got this man, this middle-aged man that nobody really likes because, you know, of the whole he was really shit at his job and it put lots of people in danger thing. Um, I just, I mean, why, why, why was he there? Go. Um, I mean, if a politician was, was going to be at the event, I would have thought it'd be one of the cool ones, but it's interesting. Matt Hancock, of course, as I said earlier in the episode, seems to have these delusions that he is going to be, <laughs> The Prime Minister. <laughs> girl, not in this outfit, you're not. Look at this. So he he shows up, girl. He's wearing jeans and a fucking turtleneck. <laughs> he turns up to the Jingle Bell Ball. He's got on jeans and a fucking turtleneck. It's the divorced dad energy for me. It's giving me... She's turned the children against us. It's giving me... Girl, I, I can't. Look at this. Oh. <laughs> Jeans and a turtleneck. Girl, not this. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you know what? I'm going to let him enjoy whatever this is for now. Because, like, he's not going to be prime minister. That's not going to happen. So I guess if this is what brings him joy in his life, at least him turning up to the Jingle Bell Ball and being cringe is not putting anyone's life in danger. So I will allow it. Other stuff did happen that didn't involve these parties. And we're going to talk about that now. Because... <laughs> Let's talk about drugs, cocaine, yayo. Apparently there's loads of cocaine use in Westminster. I for one am shocked. I'm not shocked. Did you get that? That was like my sarcasm voice. I don't have a sarcasm voice, I'm not. Mm. Anyway, apparently there's lots of fucking drugs going on. Lots of drugs being like done. I, I don't do drugs, so I don't really know all the stuff. Um, but <laughs> apparently everybody making decisions about my life is doing drugs. So that's really reassuring. Uh, so the Speaker of the House, Lindsay Hoyle, a man who loves dogs and Motown records, according to his Twitter account, we stand. Um, he has asked the police to investigate cocaine use that is apparently rife in Westminster. This may include the use of sniffer dogs after traces of cocaine were found in 11 different bathrooms across the parliamentary estate. Oh my god. God, 
I mean, in a way, this kind of isn't really a shock because every time a politician is campaigning for political leadership, like to be like leader of their party or whatever, they all, for some reason, jump to, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to do like a bit of cocaine and stuff as their like relatable story in an interview. So cocaine use being really like sort of constant at Westminster shouldn't really be a surprise because it's like... (laughs) they're all saying that they do it anyways so I mean you know um but of course I think the hypocrisy kind of fucks with people because people are like well you know regular people go to jail for that shit and you guys are just doing it in your big little fucking posh palace what the fuck (laughs) um this of course came at a terrible time for the government because they have just announced plans to crack down on drugs (laughs) crack down on drugs you get it because because crack is a drug see i know that one (laughs) anyway um the government's big plan um is uh tough sentences apparently they really want to pretty patel wrote this thing in the daily mail and she was talking about how she wanted to you know push home that drug use is bad and it, it funds gang activity and violence which it does you know i mean drug use does do that you know if you buy drugs you are putting money into the hands of criminals that is true a hundred percent that is true however however unless unless you are investing money as a government into proper treatment and help for people And unless you are treating people that are, you know, recreational users fairly, then your crackdown isn't really a crackdown, is it? Because you're not helping people with substance abuse problems who want to get clean. You're not really giving them that help and support that they desperately need to rebuild their lives and and get back on the right track. You are not deterring, you know party drug users especially if the massive palace where you make all the laws about your big crackdown is is full of you know fucking cokeheads as we're led to believe i it's just i mean come on come on i <laughs> 11 bathrooms <laughs> my god and 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 this was just by the way there was there was 12 bathrooms tested apparently and 11 of them had traces of cocaine so you have to wonder how many other rooms would have had traces of cocaine if all of them were tested um one of these bathrooms by the way um was was near the private offices of Boris Johnson and Priti Patel which is really interesting i guess uh <laughs> Uh, there was also, and you know what, I have to say, I'm, mm, I'm not too sure how I can talk about this because there's like rumors about who the person is, but I feel like I can't say because I might get in trouble. But I want to say because <laughs> it's funny to me for some reason. But anyway, no, I'm not gonna say who this person is. All I will say, I will just read out the thing. Okay, that I read. A former MP is alleged to have put his drug dealer 
on the parliamentary payroll, claiming that the man was a member of his staff as a way of paying him for drugs. That same MP is rumoured to have dealt drugs himself. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say who this person allegedly is. But what I will say is... And I can't tell you whether this was weeks ago or months ago because I have no real concept of time. But at some point in the past, I did talk about a former MP that was in a bit of legal trouble. Okay. So there we are. You can, you can do your own little jigsaw puzzle there. Speaking of MPs that are in trouble, although this, this is not related to drugs, and he's not a former MP, he's a current MP. Um, let's talk about Douglas Ross. <laughs> a clown. He's a clown. A clowny clown clown. Like you've never seen before. Uh, he is currently, um, he's being investigated over, um, over money he received that he forgot to, uh, to register. He forgot to tell anyone he was getting this extra money, um, which is against parliamentary rules. Um, he's been asked to clarify if he's going to resign if this investigation doesn't go into his favour. I guess he doesn't really want to talk about that right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Is this man going to do the decent thing or is he not? I don't know. I mean, his his previous response, you know, when this kind of first came out and he was like... Oh, I, I don't know why I didn't declare it. I, I don't know. I guess I forgot or whatever. Um, what, what was interesting to me about that was he was very like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's completely my fault. Nobody else to blame. But I don't know why I did this and I will not be offering any more of an explanation. It just kind of gives me that vibe. He's... I just... I don't know why. I just feel like he's going to try and do the whole... Um, yeah, so I said I was sorry. And I said I forgot. So I'm considering the matter closed. And I am not going to... Uh, not gonna, I'm not going to resign. I mean, th this is a guy that has the audacity to, to do like three jobs. Even though he can't even do one properly. And he's out here doing three very, very badly. So, <laughs> I don't... I, he just does not strike me as the kind of guy that is ready to uh, do the decent thing. He's just... He doesn't have it in him, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, hmm. let's talk a bit more about Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson... Uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson became a father again um, for the millionth time, I guess. Uh, Carrie has had a baby. It's a baby girl. Congratulations. I uh, hope the baby is doing very well and is happy and healthy. Um, great. Um, 
there was a bit of a weird reaction to Keir Starmer's reaction. Uh, kind of, um, I mean, he, he said, you know, congratulations and stuff, because I mean, that's a normal thing that people do, isn't it? You know, it's not that deep. So he, he just tweeted, congratulations to Carrie and Boris Johnson on the birth of their daughter, wishing your family health and happiness, which I mean, that's a normal thing to do, you know. And um, somebody actually tweeted this to him and said, are you actually serious with this? You know you are meant to be in the opposition, right? Do your job. I mean, a baby is... It's not like that's like a, you know, a, a policy or, or, or like, you know... Like, what? <laughs> Oppose a baby? I mean, the baby's, like, the baby's already born. It's, it's not, like... Like, what... I don't even know what they want him to do. Because here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, I don't know Kirstama personally, obviously. But I feel like he would probably have congratulated them regardless anyway. But if Kirstama didn't congratulate them on the birth of their baby that would have been used to attack the Labour Party. And if you are a Labour Party member, surely you would want the Labour Party to not be attacked, right? You don't want a target on your party's back. Like, that makes no sense. So, you know, if he didn't congratulate them and he didn't say, you know, oh, you know, good luck with the baby or whatever, you know, he would have been attacked for that and the party would have been attacked, which is not a good thing for any Labour supporter. Like, they shouldn't want that. So I, I don't really get why people in the Labour Party don't seem to get that. I mean, obviously, you know, congratulating someone on the birth of a child, even if you don't like them, is the normal thing to do anyway. It's decent, it's kind, whatever. But, like, just from a, like, political standpoint... You should want him to do that so that the Tories can't use him not doing it to beat your party with. So I don't, I don't really understand any of this. Like, it's just, it's a weird fucking reaction. Um, speaking of uh, children and tweets... My segues get worse every fucking week, don't they? <laughs> Let's talk about Douglas Ross. <laughs> Again, I know I just talked about him, but... I should start organising my notes so that if I'm talking about one person like more than a couple of times, I do it all at once. But I don't know, maybe, maybe it'd be too difficult to like have to hear about the same person like a bazillion times in one go. So anyway, Douglas Ross held a Christmas card competition this year. Now, I have no issue with that. Um, it's actually, it's not, you know, just something he does. A lot of members of parliament do this. Um, I think it's quite sweet, actually. Um, so basically, kids will design, like, Christmas cards or whatever. 
And then, like, I think the winning one, like, gets a prize. Some MPs will say that the winning one gets to be their official Christmas card. And they'll send it out to everybody. And I think that's nice. It's cute. Um, so, it's, you know, it's a good way to engage with the community that you represent. So, Douglas Ross has his little Christmas card competition, right? And he picks a winner this week, which is fabulous. There's no problem with that. However, when posting about this contest and posting about the winner of this contest, um, he posts the names, ages and schools of children online <laughs> why why would you do that i mean come on bro <sighs> safeguarding babes have you heard of it i just i mean my god oh my fucking god the parents of children naturally were really really upset about this really fucking upset um i just i i don't i mean this this is a guy who you know he's the leader of the scottish conservatives he's an mp and an msp right so this this guy he's got he's got staff Let's not pretend that he's doing this all by himself and he's helpless and he's so overworked or whatever. He's got staff, okay? You're telling me that everybody involved in the situation, him, his staff, not one of them thought, hey, maybe we should blur the private information of these kids before we post this stuff online. Seriously? Jesus Christ. Uh, according to social media, there are a number of the children that are now getting in touch with a solicitor and have also spoken to the council to raise complaints because their children's private information have been posted online by their dipshit member of parliament. Um, I just... Uh, are you kidding? Are you fucking... My God... How is a man that leads a political... I'm going to be nice and say party. How is he that stupid that he posts that shit without even thinking about it? I mean... Well, I'm looking forward to the apology video for this one. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Mm. Now, this could use an apology video. Okay, that was a slightly better segue. Come on, you have to give me that. That was, that was like, slightly better. Um, so... <laughs> uh, the Member of Parliament for Blackpool South, Scott Benton, has uh, made some controversial statements this week and has been accused of being a massive fucking hypocrite. And frankly, I agree. I agree. Um, so he uh, he was in the House of Commons this week. Uh, and he 
he said that the Human Rights Act should be scrapped because he believes that it attracts people from overseas who want to move to the UK and therefore we should get rid of it. He said, <laughs> oh my God, it's, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Um, so people called him out because there's a, there's a part of that, Article 12, which enshrines his right to marry. Um, it, it says that... Oh, God. No, I'm not reading all of that. But the point is... <laughs> the point is, uh, for for Scott and, and people like me and, and many other wayward homosexuals, it allows us to marry um, and to, to have those rights, you know. Um, I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's probably covered in there because as it all turns out... We're all fucking humans and, and, you know, therefore we all get human rights. Um, it very much seems like a, I've got my human rights, so now I want to take away everyone else's because I've got what I wanted. Um, days after he, um, he made that speech, he got married. Now, congratulations on the wedding. That's nice. But... I mean, come on. I, and you know what? His response to this kind of sums up what everyone's saying. That he's very much of the opinion that he's got his and fuck everybody else. He said this. My view, not that I even need to explain it in this context. Well, obviously you do, bitch. Don't get a fucking attitude with me. <laughs> is that the Human Rights Act should be scrapped and replaced with a British Bill of Rights. Uh, I don't think so, because I don't trust your trash heap of a party to do it correctly. Coincidentally, a view shared by millions of British people and was in the Tory party manifesto on several occasions, this would not interfere in any way with the rights British people enjoy as they would be protected. How do you know? And how can I trust you on that? You know, the British government says a lot of things and then they'll go do something fucking different. They've been insisting all week there wasn't a Christmas party and now we know there was. Like, why would we trust you? Your party lies all the time. Yes, you're saying to me, oh, we're not going to take your rights away. But you fucking might. You fucking might. I can't trust you people. Anyway, reforming the Human Rights Act is specifically designed to assist reforms to the immigration and asylum system to ensure that these work properly. It would not affect marriage or same-sex marriage in any way whatsoever. Again, I ask you, how does he fucking know this? I'm sorry, but with the, with the fucking administration we have at the moment, if it was popular enough, they'd fucking go for it. Like, <laughs> you know, this is the same government that just this week just this week brought in legislation that allows for them to take people's citizenship without even telling them that they're doing it and scott 
fucking Benton wants me to believe that his government would absolutely not take away any of my rights? Bitch, you just did. You literally just did that. You could fucking take my citizenship because I'm I'm a little bit, you know, slightly, you know, not 100% British. And you could fucking take my citizenship, not even fucking tell me. That sounds a lot like taking my rights from me. And you didn't even have to fucking reform the, the Human Rights Act to do that. You just fucking did that. So you'll have to excuse me if I don't trust your government to do this. And if I think that a man who is using those rights that he rightly has... And then turning around and saying, oh, but I'm taking them away from everyone else. Like, I'm sorry, but mm, I don't vibe with that. I do, I do not vibe with that, babes. Um, Geronimo the alpaca. See, you didn't even get a fucking segue with that. I just moved on. Ger <laughs> Geronimo the alpaca. You remember him? You remember him? Mm. Pepperidge Farm remembers. I mean, look, it was a big thing a couple months back. There was an alpaca, in case you weren't here or you were like living in a like remote commune with no internet. Uh, Geronimo the alpaca was an alpaca. Um, he belonged to a lady called Helen MacDonald and she was trying to save her life. It was believed that he had tuberculosis and so the government ordered that he had to be put down. And she said no and she was trying to save him and she was campaigning. Um, it was huge, everyone was talking about it. And then unfortunately, Geronimo was executed. Um... It has now been revealed that he may not have had tuberculosis and may have been wrongly put down by the government. Oh, my God. Rest in power, Geronimo. I am so sorry that this happened to you. Truly. Truly. Um, the Scottish government... They announced the budget this week. Miss Kate Forbes having a little maths moment. She is that girl. She, I, I envy her because I find maths confusing because it just, it makes no sense to me. <laughs> and I'm, do you know what? I just had a really specific memory from when I was a kid and I was at school and my maths teacher, like, I was in the hallway and he asked me how I was and I told him that I was like really nervous about my exams and then I, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have joked about this because it's not the kind of thing you joke about but when you're dramatic and like, you know, like that because I am, like so, as you can tell and I, I said, oh, you know, oh, if I don't pass this exam oh, I'm going to throw myself off a cliff <laughs> And he looked at me with such concern because I think he thought I was being like really serious and that I was actually going to like, you know, actually kill myself. And I was like, uh -huh. and I think I just walked away. 
just after that, like, he, he kept, like, asking me, like, if I needed extra help and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I, I should have said to him, look, babes, I mean, there's things I've considered it over, but I'm in a maths exam. No, babes. No. My plan is to marry rich. So you don't need to worry. <laughs> oh, that's not the plan anymore, though. No. Can't do that anymore. On account of the fact that, um, well, I, I just don't think I'm capable of, of masquerading as a heterosexual anymore. So, alas, alas, it would have been my dream life, but there we are. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, the budget happened. I, I think it was pretty good. I, th I think there was a lot of really promising stuff. Um, it was, it was ambitious. I think it's the kind of thing that you want to see from a government going forward. Um, which kind of, when you compare it to, <laughs> to the UK and you're just kind of like, mm, go, mm, this is, you know, this is, it's a lot better, isn't it? It just is. Uh, so it was developed in collaboration with the Scottish Green Party. Um, and, I I have to say I was I was into it. Um so the <laughs> um there's minimum wage rises for social care staff uh 10.50 an hour which is I mean that's a lot better than some places are offering let's just say that. Uh <laughs> Try not to be shady, but you know how I am. Um, extra funding for health and social care. Um, an additional funding package for mental health. I mean, I think that's... That's a good idea. Because I think there's a lot of people that are going to need it. The pandemic has been really hard for pretty much everybody. I think, you know... I, I I think if we're all being honest, it's been a fucking struggle. I'll be completely honest, but that's because, like, I have no filter. And I, 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 don't, I don't care who knows if I'm going through it. Like, you know. Plus, I'm, 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 I'm dramatic and, like, high camp, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but alas, uh, where I live, my... Uh, my NHS is, is not really getting the same treatment, which is a shame. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, there has uh, been funding announced to double the Scottish child payment, uh, which is exciting news. Uh, help for young people, families. That's amazing news. Um some money for transport as well i think it's all pretty positive um but what was interesting was that uh there was a document found uh in the scottish parliament 
from the Labour Party, um, which was a, a bunch of attack lines for a budget that hadn't been announced. Mm. I don't really like this. I think... I I have no issue with parties opposing, you know, I mean, if you're in the opposition, that's your job, that's what you're meant to do, and that's fine, um, and if you have an issue with something, that is 100% okay, but I think putting together generic, random attack, you know, policies to go after something, you know, just putting together, like, this whole script, when you haven't even seen the thing you're attacking, and just saying, a whole bunch of shit just just to talk your shit and act like you're doing something i don't like that and i think people deserve better than that and it is kind of grim and a bit cringe um that you know that scottish labor would do this <laughs> i feel embarrassed for them um i mean god this is cringe cringe uh so there was a press conference about new covid restrictions in england um and i want to stress again when i say that i mean england because that's what i'm talking about there are some places that do not make that distinction and it's very confusing for people so i just want to say once again i'm talking about england because that's that's what I'm talking about. Um, so there have been um, <laughs> there have been some changes. So the major changes are uh, people are being asked to work from home, um, and masks are being extended to more places, um, and proof of vaccination is now going to be a requirement for some areas now this is not set in stone apparently because there will be a vote on this issue um that being said uh the department of health and social care this weekend did actually tweet out a graphic that said from the 15th of December, COVID passes will be mandatory to enter nightclubs and setting where, settings where large crowds gather. Um, and that did not go down well. Uh, Conservative MP Steve Baker actually tweeted about this and pointed out that this is being advertised by the Department of Health and Social Care before the vote had actually happened and before the decision was final which prompted Sergeant Javid, the health secretary, to respond by saying, no law is decided until parliament votes on it. I've asked for this graphic to be deleted for implying otherwise. So the government is saying to people, well, this isn't set in stone because parliament still has to vote on it, but they've already got all of their social media output ready to go and they're currently posting it as if it has been decided. Which is interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. There's also been um, 
some weird loopholes with this. There is something called the singing exemption. So masks are now required in most indoor public settings in England. However, masks can be removed where it is reasonably necessary for someone to sing. there i mean here's the thing you can sing with a mask on ariana grande and lady gaga did that at an award show like last year they did rain on me and they were wearing masks and they were singing ariana was doing fucking whistle notes with a mask on don't tell me you can't sing with a mask on that's ridiculous so i don't even understand why this exemption is here a person can sing with a mask on like come on come the fuck on i i don't even understand the reason for this loophole it's just weird it makes no sense um but there was a lot of people talking about this whole thing there was a lady that went viral because she made a video where she tested that out and she went singing around a shop to to see if she could get away with that and she kind of did so <laughs> i mean it's just welcome to fucking clown world i guess you know this is so far this decade has just tested my patience in ways that i was not prepared for that's really all i can say okay besties that's the end of the show for this week but we'll be back next week with so much more i'm sure i do you know what i'm gonna spend every day thinking oh what scandal is gonna happen so i can talk to my besties about this <laughs> i'm kind of excited about it i'm not gonna lie anyway i will see you very very soon uh next week new episodes give me so much fun um yeah i love you bye going on with this whole politics business. And the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense, the sea was actually closed, it was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog, sang, it's not easy being green. Do you remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. In China, that's, that's a dodgy view. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pads? I've been to, who's been to Peppa Pig World. In December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, 